guys, I'm looking forward to this episode with Clay Bundy of Clay Bundy Outfitters up on the Arizona Strip and getting to hear about the giant gear that they took with the super raffle hunter and the auction hunter and some of the archery hunters. Before we get to that, I want to thank you guys. Uh, I'm so grateful for the uh, loyalty that you show to this this podcast, and I uh, just appreciate uh, you guys supporting this podcast, supporting my Instagram page. Uh, I want to tell you guys, if this is your first time listening, you can find my Instagram page at jscottoutdoors. Uh, you can also send me direct messages if you've got questions or anything you want to talk about. You can also send me an email at, or excuse me, jscottoutdoors at gmail.com. I also want to thank the sponsors of this podcast and want to tell you guys, this podcast is free because of the sponsors. Um, we're not selling t-shirts. We're not selling bumper stickers. We're, we're just getting good information out there to you guys. And it is possible because of the sponsors. I want to thank GoHunt.com, the optics department, uh, the gear shop there. My friend Cody Nelson is the optics manager. If you guys are looking to buy any optics at all, whether it be binos, spotting scopes, rifle scopes, range finders, tripods, anything to do with optics, give Cody a call, 702-847-8747. That's extension 2. You can also send him an email directly at optics at gohunt.com. He's going to answer those calls and answer those emails himself. Uh, I've known Cody for 20-plus years. I was actually in his wedding. Uh, we've done a lot of business. I get emails literally and direct messages every single day from people that have called Cody and bought binoculars, bought any sort of optics. And uh, he's a real genuine guy, and he's going to give you a great deal. Mention the J. Scott Outdoors podcast, and he's going to, uh, treat you like family. He treats everybody like family, but uh, I appreciate their support. I also uh, appreciate Kuyu Ultralight Hunting. That's K-U-I-U.com. Kuyu Ultralight Hunting is the gear that I wear on all of my hunts. I uh, appreciate them. Also, Phonescope.com. That's Phonescope with a K. If you use the JSCOT19 promo code, you're going to get a 10% discount. That is the digiscoping device that I use on my iPhone X, uh, I'm able to video through my 15 power Swarovskis and my 15 or my uh, 30 to 70 IP 95 millimeter Swarovski spotting scope. All of the uh, video and photos you see on my Instagram page, that's with my digiscoping device through PhoneScope. Uh, save 10%. Use the JScott19 promo code. Also, OnXMaps.com. Use the JScott19 promo code. You're going to get a 20% discount. A new feature for Onyx Maps is your uh, the ability to share uh, not only waypoints, uh, you know, like truck locations, camp locations, uh, glassing point locations, but you can also now uh, share tracks. Uh, you know, you can share a road or a path into where you're at, uh, and it's just an awesome feature. It's also great to be able to toggle back and forth between the aerial. Uh, the, the, which is the satellite view and the topo view. They also have a hybrid view just by the click of a button. It also has the tracking feature, the, you know, the breadcrumb feature that you can track in and out, whether it be on your vehicle or as you're walking. Uh, it's just a sweet feature. It's replaced the GPS for me. So use the JSCOT19 promo code. Go to onxmaps.com and get you the phone app. Uh, it's right there on your phone. It eliminates the GPS. Uh, guys, let's get right to this episode with Clay Bundy, and uh, you're going to hear about some big deer.
Guys, welcome to the J. Scott Outdoors podcast. Today we've got our friend Clay Bundy of Clay Bundy Outfitters up on the Arizona Strip. Clay, how you doing? Good, thanks, Jay. Appreciate you letting me be up on this podcast. For sure. You. For sure, man. Uh, wow, it's our, it's, we're only at about halftime of the season and you've already um, had an unreal season. Tell us a little bit about it. Yeah, we really have. It uh, started out, we had uh, Cliff Finlay, who won the Arizona Super Raffle. Uh, Cliff's been a friend of ours and and uh, and was able to take him. And, and uh, you know, Cliff's done a lot for the, for the game habitat through buying tags and through putting money in on these Super Raffles and and he, uh, we had a great buck that we'd found. He showed up on a, on a camera on a dirt pond, and not too many people knew about him. And then I got a great video of the deer. And uh, but it was early, and then he disappeared for about uh, a month. And and we finally relocated him. And then he hit a, 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 a water where. Uh, where there was a bunch of cameras, and then everybody knew about him. And then he disappeared again, and, and then was able to get Cliff in there. And uh, and with my team of guys, I got some really good guys that glassed him up. And, you know, Cliff is a big, great big old basketball star, and his legs are not working as good as they should be anymore. And, and uh but he was really a trooper, and we got in there, and, and after all day of kind of waiting for things to get right, was able to get in there and, and make a, a great shot and, and get the deer harvested. He was uh, 258-inch velvet buck, 35 inches wide, um, 40 or 54 inches of mass, just an incredible deer, and... and what a deserving guy. Um, he looks like a super heavy buck in the pictures. I mean, not only in the places where the buck's scorable, but just all the way, every point, every time, just looks bladed and, you know, palmated and um, just an yeah. incredible, massive-looking buck. Massive, yeah. Out on the beams, his beams clear to the tips are just heavy. You know, and then, then he's one of those deer that, that lays out his widest spot is he's, his main beans, you know, and he just, just this beautiful deer. So fun to be part of that and then to watch him. And, Clay, on yeah. that deer, um, that particular deer, um, is that a deer that you had seen in years past? Is that a new deer that showed up? Um, and, and if you had seen him, you know, what has he been over the last couple of years? Okay, last year there was a deer in that area that was kind of a heavy deer, but I believe this deer was a an up-and-coming deer. I, I think he was only a four-year-old deer. Um, and that's, you know, we talked on other times about how good the weather was this spring, and that's what, what happened there. This deer was a young deer that just exploded. Uh, there was, you know, you think, well, what, what could have this deer been? I mean, how can you say that with a 258-inch scoring right. points? But uh, 
so no, it was an up-and-coming deer that just uh, that just exploded, and it was it was cool. That is really cool to to think that you could have you know a deer that was you know not even really on the radar, and then all of a sudden you know just have a great winter moisture and and spring moisture, and just blow into something like that. Um, congratulations to you and your team. That's an awesome deer. I, I want to encourage guys um, listening, if you don't follow Clay on Instagram, go to Clay Bundy uh, Outfitters on Instagram, and there's a picture uh, of the buck. And it's just a, it's posted on August 16th, just a heavy, heavy buck. You'll see what we're talking about. Okay, so that got the year started off. Uh, before we get into kind of the next series of events, um, talk a little bit about, on the last podcast, we talked about, you know, phenomenal moisture. You were predicting, you know, just an unreal year. Um, talk about, you know, around that August 16th time frame, talk about how monsoons, you know, what the conditions were like out there and leading up into this time frame, which is also right around the start of the archery hunt, like what was going on out there. Okay, so like I say, we had the spring of of ever, you know of a lifetime, so much moisture, and then it stopped. And usually we get the monsoons, and they just have not come, uh, and they still haven't come. Uh, there's been a few isolated storms uh, that have hit, and we on our ranch have been blessed to be able to be some of those that get that got some rain. We got a great storm on Thursday. Uh, but so it was it's dry it's been very dry. Uh, there's a lot of uh, feed, you know, for cows and for deer that grew in the spring. Uh, but since then there there has not been any monsoons and so which, you know, um, for the archery, you know, a lot of, you know, when it's dry, they hit water and stuff. But um, we actually, we had two archery hunters, and we we didn't sit water one day. We spot and stocked uh, the whole whole the whole time. And with it being dry and going with that spot and stock method. Was it a function of you just had deer and you, you were dialed in on them or you felt like, you know, everybody was going to be sitting water so it would kind of open up to allow the spot and stock? Well, we, we were dialed in on these, these particular deer um, and the, the, the biggest one uh, hit in the daytime, the, the, probably the first uh, trail camera picture I've got. I mean, and then he never ever did hit uh, water in the daytime at all, you know. And I'd I'd blast uh, him up a couple times and got some really cool video of him, and he's just a big old deer. And uh, the other one, the one that we actually killed, was a deer that is uh, he also wasn't hitting during the daytime, but there was three big old dirt tanks right there where he was hitting drinking water, and uh, so you never knew which one he was going to be at. And so we, there were some really good uh, vantage points around there with, with the help of my team of guys was able to spot and stalk and, 
you know, spot him and then get the hunter in. And, and uh, I mean, it took, took a few attempts, you know, into the fifth day, but, you know, he, the deer finally came the right direction and, and was able to get the guy in and, and made a, just a tremendous shot on, a, on another great deer, you know, a, a, a 225-inch uh, buck that was just beautiful frame deer. Uh, and I, when I when I first seen the deer, you know, I glassed them up, and there was 20 bucks in there, and and they were there all summer. And this buck was one that was a late grower. His horns, he was way behind everything. But I just, I told the guys, this thing's going to be a book typical. I know he is. Because uh, he still was growing. He had a lot of mass. You know, he did have a kicker on each side. But uh, it, I just I just knew he was going to be big. And, and, boy, he did uh, develop. And, you know, you you kill a 225-inch buck with a bow with a big old frame. That's a that's quite an accomplishment for Rich. Oh and, man! Uh, so we were, we was really excited about that. Um, our other Look, archery hunter was. Go ahead. I'm looking at the picture. It looks like he's got really heavy main beams. Carries the mass all the way out, all the way to the tip. It almost looks like I mean the mass. You know, it's the same width all the way out across, all the way to the tip of the beam, which is pretty cool. And then he's got a little little kind of a C-hook or a kind of a J-hook cheater on the one side and, and then a normal inline, it looks like, off of his uh, G3. Um, just just a beautiful buck. Uh, so that was the first archery hunter to strike? Yeah. And the other one, we, we had opportunities. We had a guy that could shoot like he was just, and he, Jeremy is a guy that talked to you. He's a great shot. Had numerous chances. Just, you know how bow hunting is. Just yeah. with, if things would have went just a little di different, he'd have killed a, a great buck. But uh, had a fun time with him. And uh, just a good person. So, so you know, on that archery hunt, being as dry as it is, Clay, um, as dry as it was, you know, you guys were spotting and stocking. Um, how were other guys doing that were sitting water? What were you hearing? And, you know, if they were consistent on sitting water, were, were they doing pretty good? You know, I know of, of a couple deer that were killed off water that would sit there. Um, I'm not sure on the others. I, I know that, uh, you know, I know that water can be, you know, on a year like that is really good. But the deer, if you're wanting one particular deer, you, you've you got to hunt him on his condition. You know, this deer never, ever did come in in the daytime. And so, you know, you could have sat there the whole time and and wouldn't have had any success. And so you just got, I, for me, I just feel like you have to adapt to whatever deer you want to kill mm -hmm. and and try to approach him that way. I know on the other podcast that we did before the season, you know, you were talking about the numbers of, you know, 200-inch bucks on A and, and on B. Um, and I know a bunch of big deer got killed, but are you still, 
you know, very excited about the rifle hunt uh, coming up with the number of deer that you saw that are just solid, solid bucks? Yeah, I'm, I'm very excited about the deer. I'm, I'm very nervous about <laughs> whether we can get them killed. You know, it, it's always, uh, it's, it's very, for me, uh, a hard time because you know how much uh, these people want to kill a big deer and how, you know, they're paying you a lot of money to do it. And uh, so the pressure starts building this time of year. And But there's, there's been a lot of big deer killed, but, I mean, if we can kill the deer we know about with our hunters, they're going to be happy. Uh, and there's, you know, this year as I've been out, uh, I've probably uh, videoed and filmed more deer this year than I've ever done. I mean, big deer. And so it's, it's exciting that way to because the, the deer are there compared to last year, you know, where um, it was it was scary whether it was going to get anything killed. And we, we did have luck. We were blessed. But um, this year, it's it's really exciting that, that there's a deer out there. You know, then still things have got to go our way, and we've got to be able to be in the right place. And there's a lot of ever almost a lot of these guides know the same deer we know and so it's good it's a it's a foot race you know to see who can yeah. get them tell me about shane's deer well before that we we had some antelope hunters and we killed okay. some pretty good antelope for up, up up here on the strip and and that leads into Shane's. So we were out in antelope country, sneaking in on this deer with uh, Ryan, this young uh, boy, Ryan Hamblin, that first first antelope. We glassed the antelope up and was making the stock in there, and we were just hopping over this hill, little bitty ridge to. Uh, to make the shot, and I froze right underneath a tree in front of me. There was a there was a big deer, and I didn't even throw my glasses up. I just held and stopped them, and then the deer blew out of there, and he and he ran where I couldn't ever see him. I didn't ever know what he was. We went after he was gone. We went over the hill, and Ryan made a great shot, and we killed this this antelope. Well, <laughs> I uh, I kept going through my mind. What was that deer? What if that was a big deer? What if that was a big deer? And after the antelope was hunt was over, I uh, we made a big check on cameras trying to find another something for Shane because there was a lot of them. A lot of the deer we got with the archery. That some of them real big deer that we was after were got shot. I went back to that same little ridge that we glassed from by myself and uh, glassed this, this, uh, this, another pretty good buck was laying on this little ridge and he, and he got up and kind of walked up under this 
by this dead tree, and then I could see the just barely the body of this this other deer, and I could see a little bit of his horn, and it looked like he had that that one kicker coming out. And I was up there just going, "God, please be a big deer!" You know, uh, you already just hoping, and and finally a crow fl- flies up, lands on that dead tree above him, and, and then hops down and gets right next to him, and the buck gets up. And uh, <laughs> and that, it was a big deer, and uh, <laughs> so so I uh, I know that to convince Shane to get there that I've got to have a video, and I'm 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 probably seven eight hundred yards away from him, and my video is just not turning out. So I I. I make a plan, and I go down this wash, you know, how open antelope country is, but I was able to go down and wash and and get up and got some pretty good video. And they went, dashed back where I could make a phone call. And Shane at the time was uh, hunting elk on the, down in Arizona on the Apache, one of them down there, I'm not sure which one it is. And I called him, and he says, I'll let you know if I can get the tag uh, transferred into his name, what are they, whatever they call it. Were they um, mm-hmm. validated? Validated, yeah. Well, 9 o'clock that night, he, he calls me back and said, I'm leaving right now. He drove all night long. And in the meantime, I'm trying to get together a team of guys. I was only, only able to get one guy with me there, Parker. Um, everybody else was working or had coming too far to get there. And he drove all night and got there right at daylight. And we went in there and glassed him right up. <laughs> and uh, really? was able to, uh, yeah, able to get in there and, And uh, made this tremendous shot, and uh, the deer is bigger than we thought. <laughs> That's yeah, a good thing. man, he's a beauty. He's a beauty. Now, is this a deer that you had history with, or was this one of these deals? Like you said, you're antelope hunting, and there's a big deer, and and all of a sudden here's a new buck that's just blown up. Well, since then, I've heard that there's been other people that knew about this deer last year. Um, and he, I mean, he was a big deer, but not anything, I mean, not big, big. Just a good, solid deer. Um, so, yeah, another deer that, that really got big with the moisture Andrea. being right. Yep. So you guys, you killed a 258-inch deer with Cliff and a 270-inch rough deer with um, Shane. Unreal. That's a lot of deer antler right there. Yeah, plus my the antelope, or not, no, plus the bow hunt. The 225, yeah. Yeah, the thing with change, yeah. too, is it's hard horn, you know, and 270 and change, you know. Uh, it's interesting. You see Cliff's deer and you see uh, Shane's buck. They're, both of them have a big side. They're opposite sides, but they're just one side 
um, you know, as I was trying to explain, I trying to uh, explain to Shane over the phone what this deer, you know, I, I guessed him that he had a 210 frame. I guess his his big side was going to be uh, 32 inches of extra, and his and his weak side was going to be 20 uh, 22 inches of extra. And uh, his, his frame was 213. His 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 big side was 237, I believe, or not not 237, 100 or 37 inches or 36. And then his weak side was. Uh, 20 inches of extra. So, wow. Uh, so he's got like 50 some inches of extra points. Yeah. That is incredible. So when he stood up, he was when that crow came down. When he stood up, and you, I mean, you just could see everything on the deer. But you were, were you just mouth open, like, oh my gosh, here we go again. <laughs> yeah, you know. I really was. I mean, because, you know, when, when you're under this kind of pressure to find these big deer, you know, and literally I, I was, I seen that deer and I was just praying, <laughs> you know, I said, please let, let it be a big deer. And then, and, and I found that as soon as, if you pray and ask for help, if you give thanks immediately, you get more blessings. Yeah, and that's awesome. I, I literally, uh, I gave thanks as soon as I tell what he was. And, uh, <laughs> That's cool. That's so awesome. Um, all right, let's talk a little bit. Uh, what is the tank water situation on A and B out there with as dry as monsoon as it has? Uh, what's the tank situation like? Terrible. I've driven the whole strip in the last... Uh, week um and all the, the dirt tanks there's very few that have water the game and fish waters are uh are low i mean they're still okay and there's still water there but uh for the ranchers i mean there's ranchers that are in desperate desperate need right now and uh it's very scary because the monsoons you know is what you catch these big dirt tanks with water and they won't happen again till july of next year, um, unless we get some miracles happen here in the next week, um, so it's it's kind of scary that way. If if tank water doesn't come, as far as the cattlemen, will they have to ship their cattle out? Will they move? You know, will they be forced to move all their cattle into the pastures where there is a little bit of water? Or what will ha what will happen in a worst case scenario? Both what you just said. So I talked to a rancher this, today at church, and he they 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 shipped some last week. I talked to that Akin TJ Akin out there, the biggest rancher, and he's he's already sent cattle other places. Uh, and he's he's going to gamble that that he's going to keep them until you know the last minute you know otherwise he's out of business and so and and that will force him to put a lot of cows where there was is water which will be hard on the feed but you got to do it to stay in business uh, and again for the back to us 
Go ahead. No, yeah, coming back to you guys. Well, it's it, it, on our place. We've just we've uh, we've just been blessed. We've got a, a couple store. We got a storm a month ago and filled a bunch of our dirt tanks. And then Thursday, it it stormed. A little isolated storm hit on our right at our ranch house, an inch and five hundredths in about thirty five minutes there, which filled some ponds for us and. So we're uh, we got blessed. For the guys that have tags coming up, rifle tags uh, in November on A and uh, on B. Um, you know, normally over the next couple months, it's typically not a very wet time of year um, unless we get a you know stray storm or or two. Um, for those guys that have tags in their pockets you know, what kind of strategy or what, what do you see happening? And, you know, obviously the deer are going to congregate even more than they already are, aren't they? Yes, they will. And there'll be some deer move a little bit that are hitting ponds that will move maybe that when they go dry. Uh, but then they also, uh, you know, with the rut coming on, the deer kind of move a little bit anyway if they're, to go to those, um, and so I, I don't I don't see a lot of difference uh, this year as far as uh, because of the weather that it's going to change the hunt anymore. I mean, the positive thing is they they've they've already got their antler growth, and they're there's more big deer this year than there's been since 2010. So, um, I, I, with that being said, don't you think, I mean, as optimistic as we were in the winter and the spring, I was sure hoping that we'd pour on a good monsoon just to, you know, just be a complete pig and just, you know, fill them up completely, um, you know, talking about next year, but obviously we didn't get the monsoons, so we're kind of right back where we started as, as kind of a crapshoot for next year's antler growth it's 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 anybody's guess all is going to be determined on you know if we get winter moisture and what have you correct yes uh and they're predicting a wetter winter this year uh but one thing that i was real interested in in this uh this lot well the, both uh rich's archery buck and shane's but particularly shane's buck the deer had more fat than you and you would have thought on him already you know what they kind of do is like when they're growing their antlers almost all every all their blood and everything goes to the to the antlers and and so they don't have much fat and then they have they have this little period now before the rut that they get fat on them um and this deer had fat all over his back uh he probably had uh three eighths right on his butt where they get the yeah. most fat. Uh, so that to me, that was encouraging that, you know, we might be okay uh, for next year if these, you know, if they put on a little fat and are able to go into the rut okay. So we had, uh, 
what I hear you saying is we had enough spring and winter moisture that the feed was really, really good. Even though it's dry feed now, the feed was really good, and that buck was able to put on some fat. That leads me to my next question of, you know, do you feel like the doe's body condition, even though it's dry out there, do you feel like their body condition will be very good or, or at least good that the rut will kind of be normal this year, or could you see it with as dry as it is potentially pushing the rut back? That's a good question. I, I think that they're, I think they're going to be in, in good enough shape. Um, you know, if you, and I always liken stuff to cows again, but, you know, and we've got some rain on our place. The cows look, look actually in really good shape. I know some of the neighbors, their cows, they still look even as dry as the feed is. They, they still look good. They're slicked off, shiny. Um, and that goes right back to deer. They, they're, you know, they're, they've shed their, uh, orange coat, they're gray now, and they they're looking pretty good. I think they're I think the rut's going to be pretty typical, and that they will. Uh, I don't foresee them being really that much later. So for you on your plate between now, we got a little over a month till the rifle hunts. Um, what takes up most of your time over the next, you know, 40, 45 days before those rifle hunts start as far as looking for deer and keeping track of things? What's kind of your strategy? Well, you know, I've, I've been running cameras this week. I've been, I actually got a lot of, I've been uh, gathering cows, getting ready to ship them. We ship on the 12th of October, so I've got a lot of that going on. Uh, we'll still try to, I mean, we love to glass and, and, uh, and video. We're going to keep trying to do that, kind of keep track of them that way. Uh, you know, these deer where the best ones are hitting, we'll check probably those cameras more often and, uh, and see whether, whether they've moved or the surrounding ones, where they, we try to just keep track of them better. Uh, and then just pray for good luck. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's uh, a heck of a season so far, and I'm sure you're eagerly waiting for the rifle hunt coming up, and it's, it's uh, you know, when, the, when the deer grow giant antlers like this, it's an it's exciting time to be a deer hunter, especially up on the strip, isn't it? Yes, it is. And like I said earlier, it, it's a very exciting time, but it's very scary, too, because you, you just want to you want to be able to keep going and keep having the success. It seems like the more, you know, it's, it's like anything in life, the more success you have, the more you want to have. And uh, more ex that is expected of you, it seems, you know, and so we want to be able to keep going and... Um, I mean, it's, the weather's, I don't know if you've noticed where you're at, but the weather here's kind of cooled off, and it just feels like hunting season now. And uh, so it's it's a great time to be on the strip, and, uh, and 
like you say, with all those the big deer that are there, the expectations and the hopes are are bright. Yeah, super good. Super good. Well, Clay, it's always great talking to you. Um, congratulations on your success. I always love following along and seeing the pictures, and yeah, I get a big smile every time you post a picture of a big deer, and um, it's it's always fun to talk to you about it because you can just hear the passion in your voice, and you know it's cool that all of the history that you have with your family up there and your your ranch and you know running the cattle and what have you. It's just it's really cool to uh, get to talk to you. I really appreciate you spending time with us, and uh, we'll be chatting uh, after the rifle season and probably do a little recap after that and and talking about some of the big bucks that uh, hopefully you guys are going to get and harvest and. Um, until then, God bless. I want to encourage everyone to, to check Clay out. Clay, I want to give you a chance to um, let people know where they can find you, and I'm also going to link that up uh, in the show notes of the podcast. Yeah, so the best way is on Instagram, Clay Bundy Outfitters, um, or you can call me anytime at uh, 435-680-2991. Uh, just love to talk deer and even if you don't have a tag this year, call me and plan for the future. Um, I guess that's about it. Right on, man. Well, knock them dead, and I'll be uh, cheering you on and expecting great things as always. And um, knock, you know, just just keep after it like you always do, and and uh, we'll we'll chat after the rifle hunt. Okay. Thank you. I appreciate you having me on the show. All right, buddy. God bless. Yep, bye.